Good morning and welcome to the special edition podcast of Take Eating Back. It's December 26th. I'm in the giving mood. I'm feeling spiritual and happy and alive and awake on this beautiful Monday, the day after Christmas. And I thought to myself, how can I give back? How can I give back to the people that subscribe to this podcast? How can I give back to the people that have followed me over the last year? How can I give back to anyone and also give you guys something to share with others? Well, I thought long and hard about it, and it was a pretty simple decision. I'm putting on an extra special early edition of Take Eating Back, and this is extra special because I have an amazing person. I have Melissa Walsh on this podcast. I met her about two months ago at a level one certificate course, and immediately her energy, her enthusiasm, her spirit attracted me, and we became fast friends. I'm not going to tell you too much more about her. I'll let her do the talking on this interview. I just hope you get from it what I did, because we recorded this last week, and man, she just left me with such a fire in my belly, with such a feeling of positive vibes, and of course, the word that she loves, the word that I love, hope. And I hope you take from this so much. I hope you really can sit down and appreciate all that she's putting out there, because this is one amazing woman. I'm proud to have her on this podcast. I'm even more proud to consider her a friend, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. I really believe so much in this in this episode, that's why I wanted to give it to you a little bit early. So enjoy, sit back, whether you're back at work, whether you're sitting on the couch with your family, whether you're listening in your car, enjoy this. Enjoy my interview with Melissa Walsh, and have a great rest of the holiday season. All right, I'm lucky enough to have on this week's podcast, Melissa Walsh. Welcome. Good morning. You are very chipper for 8 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, you know, I have this lifestyle where I like to get up when the sun does. So I'm here, I'm good to go. What time did the sun rise this morning, Melissa? Well, I'm going to assume 7 a.m. I don't know, my blinds are closed, but that's when I got up. I'm not sure if you know this, but... It actually was the shortest day of the year yesterday. Oh, I did not know that. December 21st. It's the uh, winter solstice, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Wow. So maybe you could have slept in a little bit longer. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's my body alarm clock. I'm just up. Well, I have Melissa on. We met, you know, what, maybe a month ago now? Yeah, roughly a month ago. She She took her level one CrossFit certificate course and... Found out about a week later that she passed, which is great. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm super excited about it. And, you know, we were discussing kind of definitions of of this, but you you had become the first. You you define it and explain it. All right, so I'm going to say that the groundbreaking news behind all of it is I become the first spinal cord injured quadriplegic CrossFit level one trainer. So, I mean, what that means is I'm paralyzed from my neck down. So I have no physical function below the neck to basically train. It's all verbal cues. Well, and, you know, I have a bone of contention when you say that because 
You say you have no function from the neck down. Those listening, you hit me. Yeah, well, I mean, okay. You punched me. You punched me pretty hard. So I don't know if it's exactly accurate. Maybe, you know, it's like one of those things where, like, you, you hear about that. Oh, like, this person stood up and walked for the first time. Well, Melissa punched me for the first time. Yes, well, what that was, Jason, is through these eight years of regaining as much function as I can, I have regained some uh, deltoid and bicep movement. So with those little guys, I decided to swing an arm your way, <laughs> and I made contact. So <laughs> it just worked out that way. It was really good. And obviously, you know, throughout the, the course of the weekend, all of the trainers there you know, admired your, your hard work and for me, what was most impressive was you were paying attention during my lectures, which is always nice. You, I remember you gave me the definition of CrossFit in the very first lecture of the weekend. So you studied. Yeah, I did. And it's funny because I had just gotten into CrossFit a month before that. It, we took the course at the end of November. In September, I heard about it. October, I decided to dive in. I actually came across Miranda Oldroyd's video on YouTube um, seeing that she had a C2 fracture, I believe, but basically the size of her upper traps prevented her from getting paralyzed. And I was like, are you serious? Like, how does that happen? And then after more and more research, I was like, the sport of fitness, that is how that happens. So I fell in love. It's true. Miranda was, from what I understand, hit by a car on a seminar weekend. She was yep. doing, you know, typically on Sundays, we run out and grab some Starbucks because we're fading a little bit. And I think she was the... <laughs> designated Starbucks girl got hit by a car and trained as they say you know with a broken neck and because yeah. she was so fit and strong she she was able to withstand that so yeah th and that's the kind of stuff I wanted to ask you about you know I, I kind of we, we touched upon it on the weekend I don't know if you remember and I said well how did you find CrossFit you told me that story but then what makes you decide this is for me you know and I'm I think anyone, when you're talking to someone, you, you, you're kind of unsure of what's okay, what's not okay to say, but you've been very open with everything. So, if I, you know, if obviously if I say anything wrong, stop me, punch me again next time I see you. But, you know, <laughs> you, you were paralyzed from the neck down. Most people would have been like, well, I guess my fitness career is done. You, yeah. just, you found fitness, you know, a few years later, and now you're coaching it. So, so talk me through that. What is that like for you? So I guess the best way to go into this is when I did get injured, I, I was very physically active before, but then losing my function from my neck down for this time, I did, I did, you know, come to this place where I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, how do you live life without being physically abled? Cause my friend, it is a physically driven world. It is. Everything we do is physical. So I got into it just trying to get to my own best abilities with regaining function because the statistics will tell you that with the five vertebrae break that I did in my neck that I have a one to two percent chance of ever making any recovery or much less full recovery and that's a low number Jason one to two so I was like well you know what it's not zero so I decided to get into it. I decided I want to get involved. I want to fight these complications. I don't want the atrophy. I don't want the severe muscle spasms, the bone loss, you name it. The secondary complications are endless. So I got motivated. And I've been motivated since about a year post my injury. And a couple months ago, like 
previous in the beginning of this year, I started just training some girls at my house. Just these girls I know from a Bible study I'm in. They were coming over. They were coming to my home therapy gym. And I was just training them, doing different things with them. I hadn't heard about CrossFit yet at that point. But I was doing a lot of similar things to CrossFit that I just didn't even know. And just from word of mouth in town, a local box opened up. The owner came across my story. He asked me to come in just to meet him and check it out. And I was like, oh, okay. And I'm not going to lie, Jason, in the beginning, I was a little intimidated because I was the different one, like the really different one in the room. And just not having that physical ability and, you know, feeling like I don't add up on a physical level just kind of made me feel like, ah, I don't know if this is for me. But then, like I said, I went, I dove into YouTube, I came across these videos, and it was honestly Miranda's story that sold it to me. I was like, I got to do this. So I just started studying. I got the guide. I fell in love, and I saw online that the course was coming up, and I think three weeks after I signed up, so I just really dove right into it, and I was like, all right, this is for me. I'm going to try. I'm going to try and get to the best ability that I can and help others reach theirs as well. You know, in hearing that story, I think obviously that was the part of you that drew at least me to you. I can't speak for everyone else, but, you know, you say, oh, there's one in two per percent chance, and it's not zero. And yeah. so many people would have been like, guess that's it, one to two percent not happening. But, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll talk about it, but you've told me your favorite word is hope. And that's, yes. you know, I remember we connected because that's my mom's name, and you said you, yeah. you paint stuff and you have it all over your house. And we'll talk about, you know, how people can, can find out more about that. But it, it's awesome. It's, you know, you have hope and you're working towards it. Like you said, you've already gained some movement back. You know, whether yeah. it's the ability to punch or moving from your, from your deltoids. And, and what have you seen since your level one as far as improvement? Have you seen noticeable improvement yet? Is it just coming along slowly? Do you mean as far as training or in physical function or myself? Both, both. You know, what type, what, what improvement have you seen in your training itself? And then what have you seen as far as physical function? So for the training, I'm actually, I've been going, I haven't been able to go as much as I would like to just based on my, you know, speaking engagement schedule, but I've been going at least two to three times a week and I have gotten more comfortable with, you know, like coaching people and like giving them those verbal cues and figuring out what's important. Because one thing you guys that I took away from the course that you guys really taught me is that, you know, with those points of performance, like which ones are the ones to note like right now? Because you don't want to give them a laundry list of, hey, we got to work on this, 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 and keep telling them everything that they're doing wrong. But, you know, what is most important now and what can we get better at as we go along? So I've gotten more comfortable. Absolutely. With... And then, you know, you and I, when you were coaching on the day two workout, we made it very clear. You have to get really good at verbal cues. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're not going to get in front of someone and show them what they're doing wrong. And, you know, at least for the time being, you're not going to put your hands on them to, to give them tactile cues. So have you been working on your verbal cues to improve yes, that? Yes, I sure have. And it has been a journey. I'm like, okay, like, how do I really explain this one? And I, I was just, I was coaching a girl the other day and I was like, oh, put your shoulders in your back pocket. And she's like, I don't know what you mean. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how else do I say this? Like, you know, like I'm just getting more and more like getting the feedback of like, what doesn't really make sense and how can I make that make more sense? Love it. And, you know, and then on the flip side, we, you know, we see the registration. We saw you were coming and, you know, we had a discussion because we wanted to make sure we were giving you what, what you needed as far as, you know, it's scalable to anyone, 
right? And I think yep. you found we were able to give you movements to do within the breakout, within the workout itself. And I had to yell at you more than once because you were being a little bit lazy. What? <laughs> I wasn't being lazy. I, I just didn't, I couldn't do it, but I was trying. You know what's funny? Like, you see this at, at a class. I see this all the time. Uh, you know, I would say typically it's women, but I don't want to, you know, gender type or stereotype. But they have, like, f they, they instead of putting, say, 25s or 15s, they load up with some fives and two and a halves so they can slowly slip off weight if they get tired. Yeah. Right? And my attitude is, hey, don't slip off. It's, it's, it's really just an ego thing. Because if you can do 65 at the beginning, you can probably do it at the end. You just want to keep up with the fastest. Now, yeah. you did the same thing. You just changed the movement. Right? So we were doing cleans, and you're like, oh, my shoulders are getting tired. I have to switch to this movement. I said, no, 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 no. You continue to do those cleans with that PVC. I don't care if you're tired. And I was trying to tell you, Jason, my arms just stopped working. <laughs> I remember. They were working just fine. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure my nerves have disconnected. They've gone elsewhere because I can't figure out how to do this anymore. <laughs> no, you were doing great. And, uh, you know, I tell some other people, this was a funny story. I don't know if you remember this. But you were looking at the bumper plates at one point. You remember, like maybe it was on the during lunch on day two, and you said, "What are those rubber?" Yeah. And and you know I didn't make the connection. I was like, "Yeah, have you never seen these?" And you're just like, "No, I never felt them." And I yeah. said, "Well, let me grab you one." And you know you said, "Well, I can't feel it with my hands." And yeah. I, I said, "Well, I can rub it on your face and see if you can feel the rubber. <laughs> you can feel the rubber that way." But oh. we never did that. No, we, we didn't. But um, you know, I actually need to do that. Thanks for reminding me because I do need to feel those. But that is true. Like, I still, even though I regained some arm movement, like in my upper arms, I still don't have any feeling. So everything I'm doing, I'm, it's, it's very visual. And that's why when we were trying to do those cleans with the PVC pipe, I, my arms just stopped working because I was trying to remember, okay, am I engaging the right muscle? What am I even doing? Because I can't feel anything I am doing. So with that being said, do you feel soreness the next day? Mm -mm. Ah, uh, you know, honestly, I don't. Well, no, I'm lying. I do feel it in my upper traps. I do feel it in my upper traps, and my feeling stops right at my middle deltoid. So right before the ball of your shoulder ends, that's where my feeling stops. And if I'm doing arm exercises, I do feel soreness only there the next day. You said you actually have more muscle now than prior to the accident. Is that correct? In my lower body, yes, and that is from electrical stimulation. I'm constantly shocking my muscle groups, and I'm constantly creating and bulking up that muscle mass. Because to be honest with you, like when the cure does come, I want to be a candidate. And if I let myself atrophy, I'm not going to be that candidate. I want to get up, and I want to start running, so my legs are more muscular now than they were when I was walking. Well is that something anyone can do? Can I just stop doing CrossFit and put <laughs> stimulus on my legs? Uh, that feels a whole lot better than that. Fred. Yeah, oh no, you're right. It probably would. But I, I have a home health aide, and she actually was curious about it. And she did put the electrodes on her legs, and she did it for about 10 minutes. I do it for an hour every day just on my legs. And she was worn out afterwards. She felt it. Like, it was a workout for her, and that was just 10 minutes later. You know, that's what Bruce Lee used to claim to do. Really? Yeah, Bruce Lee, I mean, if you ever watched his documentary, 
you know, he put some stimulus on his chest, and he's like, oh, that's like doing 200 push-ups. <laughs> I mean, I have a, a stim kit, the Mark Pro, my buddy, you know, gave me one, and, and I use it for recovery, but I'm sure it serves a similar, and there are definitely times where if I do it hard enough, I'm sore the next day, so yes. I wonder if it is. I don't well, know. actually, so I have I have some portable stimulation units other than the actual like stimulation bike that I use. <clears throat> I'm sorry, excuse me. The bike that I use is stationary. My wheelchair and me just pull up to it. But I have portable stimulation units, and I brought that actually recently uh, to the local box owner that I go to, and he used it on his traps and stuff. And he said it felt like he got hit by a Mack truck the next day. He was so sore because I had it on the neuromuscular education setting instead of the TENS unit, which is used for, I guess, the recovery. Yeah. I've never used TENS unit, so I had it on the other one. And he was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I feel horrible the next day just because he felt that worn out from it. Right. So I used the TENS unit. I think you nailed it there. And you, yep. and you do that. What is, what is a day of what you're doing to prepare yourself to be a candidate look like? What does it look like as far as activity for you, as far as preparing your body and then also, I want to know about what you do. I know you're, you know, a big, huge proponent of just mindset. What does that look like as well? All right. So my day actually, Jason, begins. So my privacy after getting injured got thrown out the window. I have no privacy. I have complete strangers that come into my house and basically make my day possible. And that begins with bowel care. I have a nurse that comes in and helps me go to the bathroom. I have aides that come in and give me showers and get me dressed and get me in my wheelchair to be able to make these physical therapy appointments or work out at my home gym. And that involves anywhere based on the day, three to five hours of working on electrical stimulation, weight bearing if there's time, and then just upper body exercises just to keep my muscles engaged. And I'm constantly just trying to train my body and remember what it used to do. And, yeah, go ahead. Was, was that tough? I mean, you had an accident. You were young, correct? Like 18? Yeah, yeah 18. So is that tough to go from being an 18-year-old with to no privacy? Yes. There's really, honestly, there's just no words to describe it. It was traumatizing. And it honestly did not feel real for the first year. Like, I thought for sure that, you know, this was going to be like a fractured ankle or torn meniscus. I was going to get up. It was going to get better. And this wasn't real. Like, I've seen people in wheelchairs before, but I've always assumed that they were born with their disabilities. I never knew that I could make one bad mistake break my neck, shatter five vertebrae, and then never walk again or have my body working again on a physical level according to what the doctors say. Which, it's true, it's been eight years. I mean, yeah, I've gotten some recovery back. It's minimal, but it's working. Whatever I'm doing is working, and I don't plan on stopping. So eight years, and then you say it took about a year for you to actually, I don't know, maybe if accepted is the right word. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you ever really accept it, but you just, you kind of come to a place where you just understand, or maybe if you want to call it peace. I didn't really get to a peaceful place in the first year, but I came to a place where I wanted to get involved with positive distractions. I used negative distractions before my injury, things such as alcohol and, you know, going out and, you know, being reckless and just having what the world calls fun and stuff like that. And, you know, that ripped my life right out of me. So I went through a year of depression. And then I came to a place where I was like, you know what? I do not know why I was given another chance, but I was given one. So what am I going to do with it? And at that point, I got motivated. I started picking up the few pieces I'd left, and I just started to build a new puzzle. And, and what does some of that puzzle look like? What, what's changed in the last seven years? <laughs> 
oh my gosh, the everything I got. I got motivated with, I decided to go to college. I didn't know if I could be a student without being able to write, you know, or take tests, you know, or flip pages in a book. Uh, but I went to the disability office. They said I can do it. I signed up for one class. I passed that class with a C, so I decided to keep going. And I did end up going on to my bachelor's. I graduated last year. I got my bachelor's in human communication, and that is just basically a speaking degree just to get me out there and have a piece of paper behind my name to get out into the, the speaking field, which I am partnered with Mothers Against Drunk Driving, as well as the Florida Safety Council, speaking to so many different groups of people and just um, spreading light on the reality of drinking and driving, where these choices can take you, this reality, and then not just where mistakes can take you, but also growing and moving on from them and just starting over if that's what it takes. I want to give everybody the opportunity to to have your contact at the end, but since you just mentioned it for speaking engagements, is there a way that they can get in touch with you for that? Yes, I do have a personal website that they can contact me through there. Okay, that's typically where you would then say the website, Melissa. Oh, right, yes. Okay, so let me go into that. It is www.melissa, which is M-E-L-I-S-S-A, and then Ann, A-N-N, and then Walsh, W-A-L-S-H dot com. So Melissa and Walsh dot com. Gotcha. And you have you have realized over the years that your initials spell Maw, correct? Yeah, All I right. like it. I, don't, I honestly don't know if I'm prepared to change it. I don't know where my future husband is, but I don't know if I'm ready to change it. I, I kind of dig those initials. I like it. You Maybe you could just add like a, you have to find a guy with another W so you can have a second, like a extended Maw. Yeah, Ma. Just get some little, I don't even know what you want to call it, just extend it. So you're, you're diving into being a CrossFit trainer these days. How has that been as far as you're working on it, but are you interning somewhere, shadowing? Are you coaching? What's the next progression for you? Yes, yeah, so I am shadowing slash interning. We're going to see where it goes from there. I'm at the new location of the Winter Garden CrossFit. The box owner is Lee Lavette. He's a cool guy. He helps me out. I've been training some classes. I've got my star athletes that I'm personally working on, some friends of mine, just to, you know, really focus on me for me to get better while they get better with my coaching and verbal cues and growing from there. So it's fun. I'm having a lot of fun. Has anyone put you in contact with someone like Steph Hammerman or Kevin Ogar or Will Wad? Yes, I actually have gone in um, contact with Steph, and she's cool. We've contacted through Instagram, and she seems so amazing. I told her I cannot wait to meet her. I don't know when that will happen, but I cannot wait to meet her. Funny enough, she's actually my guest next week on the podcast. What? So, All right, I'll be tuning in. You know what? That's right. I saw like you guys had some like. Somehow I was linked to all these Instagram shares, you know, from your box, and then you, and then Steph, and I was like, oh well, man. What a small world. I just like was attached to all of them somehow. So it was, hey. it was really cool to see. Yeah, those are what we call some divine appointments. <laughs> is that what it is? I guess so. I mean, I'm going with it. You know, as I'm talking to you, A, I'm, a, you know, I've, I'm, I'm almost done with my first cup of coffee, which may be helping, but <laughs> you get a fire lit within me and it gets me really excited and really motivated. And you know, and then on the flip side, I'm listening to you be so motivated and excited about life. And you, you know, we talk to people every day that just don't have that. And it's easy. It's very easy to be 
you know, maybe not depressed is the right word, but just focus on the negatives and this and that. How do you, how do you deal with that? Cause I get frustrated, you know, and I'm a little more direct with people and, you know, stop being a Debbie Downer and there's so much positive and all of this, but, but how do you, how do you handle that with people? Cause you are able to wake up every day, you know, understanding, yeah, this is going to be a little bit of a challenge, but I'm going to do my best and I'm going to have this hope. And, and how do you deal with people that, that don't have that same outlook as you? Honestly, it's, it is difficult when you're dealing with people who just not, not only bring themselves down, but are living to bring other people down. There are many people like that that just want to bring everybody else down with them. And I don't know why. I mean, you know, I know that we're humans and we don't want to be alone, but at the same time, why not stay amped for the future and just try and get to your best ability and to what you can? Because each, each and every one of us, Jason, we all have exactly 24 hours. Nobody has any more. Nobody has any less. And you got to look at those 24 hours. You know, like, like, what does it look like for you? Is there not enough time? Is there too much time? And what do you do on those 24 hours? And what you do will basically resemble the success you have. And I always just tell people, you know, don't become the product of a bad habit. Make your goals. Wake up, grind, and just get it because it's going to be hard. It always is. But this is your chance. you got to raise the bar in your life. Why settle, right? I 100% agree. And I often talk about on this podcast, obviously nutrition, but then I'm, I try to use this podcast as a platform to help people make their lives better. And, and for a lot of people, you know, whether it's productivity or last week's episode, I had my buddy on. We were talking about a morning mindset. You know, we talk every morning about three things we're grateful for, three things we want to accomplish. What are some of the things you do on a daily basis to continue to have that positive mindset, but then also just to be a more productive, to better utilize your 24 hours? Well, you know how you mentioned my favorite word is hope. Honestly, the hope is really what keeps me going, and I want to spread hope in such an overwhelming way that you can't fight its existence. And a lot of people give up on it, you know, they give up and they, like, we're starving, we're honestly starving, just to know that hope is alive and it hasn't died yet. And once you can get that fire of that hope, just get that flame started, it literally just blows up from there, it does. It's not initial. I wish that my hope blew up the first year so I could have seen where I was going to be eight years later. Because if you were to tell me that I was going to be this happy eight years later, I would not have believed you. I wouldn't have thought I would have ever gotten into CrossFit or be a trainer of any kind of physical sort. I never would have thought I'd be you know, a university graduate or a motivational speaker. I speak almost every week, three to five times a week, just trying to help people. And I think once you find your little niche in life, whether that's CrossFit, you know, diving into that culture or whether that's, you know, diving into anything, just getting hobbies and making those positive goals. You really find out where you're supposed to be and it's cool how it just all comes together. Just makes full circle. I don't know if I answered your question. I might have went off into a tangent, but yeah, for me, it's the hope that keeps me going. You know, I think that you did answer it. That's, that's it. That's it for you. Like, that's the word. That's the way to be. Now, you, you've you, you do speaking engagements, you've got your level one certificate, you've got your bachelor's. Is this your proudest moment, though, being on my podcast? <laughs> this is my proudest moment. This was better than wheeling across that stage and them setting the diploma on my lap. Like, this let, is it. Let's be real. More people have 
walked across that stage, wheeled across that stage, had been on this podcast, right? So it's yeah. a lot easier to do that than it is to be on this podcast. Exactly. Everybody's gone to school and graduated. I mean, that's so basic these days. But to be on Jason Ackerman's podcast, I feel like a really special person right now. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I don't know if I believe you 100%, but I appreciate it. Hey. Listen, remember, we talked about that circus fire. It's nothing but intense, right? That is right. That is right. So, lastly, you know, this podcast is typically about nutrition. Yeah. Give me an idea of what your nutrition is like on a you know daily or weekly basis, what you focus on. Well, for me, I, I honestly, I eat, when it comes to eating, I eat pretty good. When I took the course with you guys and, you know, we talked about paleo or, you know, um, you know, doing the different blocks of how you should eat. I've never, like, weighed any food or anything like that, but I eat pretty good. And it's, you know, always, you know, protein and meat and vegetables and fruit. I, I don't eat fruit that much, you know, but some fruit. And for me, it's just constantly just giving my body what it needs so that it can get up the next morning and want to do the physical things that I want it to do. And even more than just eating, when it comes to nutrition, I think life in general is more, how do I explain this? Nutrition is more than what you put in just your body. Physically, nutrition can be mental. It can be spiritual. Like you got to feed your body and your mind what it needs to want to get up the next day and perform for you. I like that. I like that a lot. You do. You have to... You have to feed it. So yeah, what do you feed yourself other than these fruits, veg, you know, meats, vegetables, <laughs> nuts, seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar. If you're talking about yes. that's what feeds you from a physical level. Yeah, physical level. What 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 are we doing emotionally and spiritually? So I feed myself with people. I honestly, after I got injured, I'm not gonna lie, I shut down and I stopped interacting with people because I felt like for me it was always like oh, like, what's wrong with you, or are you ever going to get better, you know, and I was just sick of answering all those questions, and I shut down, but then I decided, you know, maybe it's kind of cool to live a life facing adversity, and maybe, you know, people need to see some things like this to maybe realize that, okay, like, I can do what I have to go through, so I started interacting with people, and just hearing their stories, and hearing their trials, and their tragedies, and what they go through, because everybody goes through a lot of stuff, we all do, you don't have to get paralyzed to understand that, so I started interacting and when I started getting involved with just people and who they are and not even who they are what they've done but who they want to become and how you can help them get there that started really feeding my soul because yeah we are humans we have bodies but really we're just a body I'm sorry I said that wrong we are a soul with a body we're not a body with a soul you know what I mean we are souls and we just so happen to have a body right now which is what gets us through this life but at the end of the day it's what do you do that makes you feel like you are where you're supposed to be and you're here for a reason. And for me, that nutrition involves people and just interacting and how can I help them become the best them. And you know what's crazy, Jason? At the end of the day, helping people ends up helping me more than it probably even helped them. I agree. I think And that... that's nutrition. <laughs> Drop the mic, Melissa. I agree. Drop the mic. Wheel <laughs> off. Every wheel, I'm out of here. <laughs> Did she just do a wheelie out of here? Um, yep. I, I agree. I think oftentimes, you know, it's, you know, it's almost selfish. You know, I, I show up to coach or even at a level one and all weekend long you're helping people, but really you are helping yourself. You know, it gives me, yep. it made me probably just as happy to help you at your level one as, as if not happier than it was for you. And, yeah. um, 
And right? you need to know, Jason, you guys made me feel so good. Like, I did not feel like the white elephant in that place. I did not feel like I was the one that was physically different. I didn't feel like people were looking at me like, oh, my gosh, why is she here? Which I was worried about that in the beginning because this was different for me. Like, I'm, I'm very comfortable in my lifestyle because I've created it. So this was me stretching out. This is going to something that I was completely new at. I was probably the only one raising my little fist that said, who's only went into CrossFit for a month? Oh, that's me, guys. Like, here I am. You know, but you guys didn't make me feel out of place at all. And I would repeat that weekend every year if I could. And I think you mentioned I was your favorite, correct? Of course you were my favorite. More than Todd, especially. Yeah, of course. Todd and I, I mean... Wait, Todd? I don't even remember Todd. Who was he? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I hope he's listening. I hope he's listening right now. And I, you know, I couldn't believe that you guys weren't always together all the time, you know, because I did talk to Todd afterwards when I finished my test. And I was like, so do you guys do this? Like, is it always you guys? Because you guys work really well together. Like, it almost seemed like you guys were just down to a T with it. But he was like, no, we're not always all together. We don't do this all the time. All four of us, the same people, same seminar staff. So I was like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, you know, I, I wind up working with Todd, and I think, was Jenny there too? Yes. You know, I work with Todd and Jenny a lot, being as hey, we're, we're kind of in the southeast, but I think I think it was Austin, right? Austin was there? Yep, yep. Yeah, and he's out, from, he's out in Cali. I've probably worked with him, you know, three times in the last five years. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's great when you have no different than you at whatever career path you choose. It's like if you have hardworking, motivated people, you can just plug and play anybody because we're all willing to give 110%. And that's what it is. You got to plug and chug. Just keep going, right? I love it. I love it. I'm fired up to get my day started right now, Melissa. And you I better, hope... Jason. You better get in that gym. You better work hard for the both of us. Well, you work hard for me too, so I can't pull – I can't – this is not a, a one-way street, Melissa. You need to do those cleans. You huh. need to maybe need to do two hours of your stim today. Two hours. <laughs> two hours is nothing. I do like hours upon hours. I'm constantly stimming. And by the way, I have mastered my little sumo deadlift high poles with my PVC pipe. These deltoids were on fire last week. I love it. I love it. Well, I think everyone listening is going to feel, you know, leave this podcast feeling more motivated, more excited, and you know, as you've said, and as I've said over and over, with a little more hope than they started with. Yep. And, and all that, it is is a seed, right? You got to plant it and water it, and you not, you never know how much it's going to flourish, flourish and grow. And for me, you know, Jason, I'll, I'll leave you with this. I always say that, you know, this body was born walking; it was made for walking. But I don't let that stop me from getting up and wheeling. Don't let it stop me. I love it. I love it. So you mentioned your website, Melissa Ann Walsh. Give me any other information. Uh, well, I other than the website, what, like social medias or email? What do you want me to go into? Any, anything you can, anything you can, whether it's whatever way someone can get in contact with you. All right, so definitely the website, of course. Instagram works out pretty well. I've gotten some speaking engagements through there which it isn't my name. I actually just remain anonymous on Instagram. But my Instagram name is Hope, of course, H-O-P-E, love and me. So it's Hope, love, and me. Hope, love, and me on Instagram. MelissaAnnWalsh.com is a good way to get in touch with you. And then obviously, as your coaching career develops, they can drop into the box and see you there as well. Yep, you're right about that. I'll be there. 
I love it, Melissa. It was great chatting with you. I'm sure our paths will cross again, and I look forward to continue to see you develop as a coach and as an athlete. Well, Jason, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for everything you do, and I'm so glad I got to meet you that weekend. Thank you for making my experience that much more fun and something I promise you I will never forget. I'm going to carry it with me. I love it. I love it. Well, you have a great rest of the day, and we will talk soon. All right, Jason. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks again to Melissa for being on the podcast. Like I said, it was pretty special, and I'm sure if you're still listening at this point, you really loved it, and I appreciate your time. I appreciate you guys clicking that download button and subscribing to Take Eating Back, the podcast. I hope you enjoyed. Thanks again, Melissa. You are one amazing person, and I look forward to having you back in the future. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. We'll see you on the next episode of Take Eating Back.